when is it enough? And that feels like been my constant journey of adulthood Mm. is the unwinding and the unconditioning of can this be enough? And where is that line of being in human form and want and like desiring? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting more to achieve more, to experience quote unquote more. And can I enjoy what I have in the process of wanting to grow? Hey everyone, I'm Kara. And I'm Caleb. And welcome to the Kara and Caleb Show. When it comes to life, we believe it is so important to ask the right questions, but also to learn how to live in the tension and the uncertainty of those questions. Yes, when we learn to live in the tension of unanswered questions, we become more resilient, more radiant, and more human. On this podcast, we explore the questions that have shaped and defined the lives of our guests. And then we dive deep into the beauty and the transformational process that occurs as we wait for answers that may or may not come as we expected. So join us as we explore what's possible when we are able to rest in the tension and live the questions of our lives right now. I've got the heart of a hero. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Caleb and we are so thrilled that you are here. We are so glad you're here. We've been in quarantine now for like 9,642 <laughs> days. Not exactly, but it definitely feels like that. It feels like forever. I know, but the slow pace, I have to admit, well, yeah. this has been my normal life anyways. <laughs> I have I don't have too many friends and I'm the most introverted and I don't go out much. And so, yeah. You've liked it. I've loved it. Oh, yeah. I, You know, I like what it's created. It has created structure and rhythm. That sounded really it. depressing. I don't have too many <laughs> friends. I have no life, actually. Oh, uh, not true. Not, <laughs> I know, true, not true at all. But what was nice um, is that we had a chance to get away. We did. We weekend. went down to Orange County. Womp womp. Uh, why womp womp? Orange County is not your a vibe. special place. Ugh, I love it. Anytime I'm by the water, I'm like, oh, my heart is home. I feel safe here. We can go to Venice. Yeah, I do love <laughs> Venice, but it was just nice to like I get know. out of the same, same yeah. environment. But that's what's hard for me. Like, mm. I can't get away for two days and come back feeling rested. You're feeling rested, right? Oh, I feel super rested. But I have, like, adaptability as my yeah. top strength. So I it can It takes jump in. me, like, at least three days to get familiar with my surroundings and actually feel at peace. And I yeah. guess, like, safe, not, like, safe from danger, but just, like, my central nervous system feels safe to drop in. Yeah. Um, uh, in new surroundings. So mm. I don't feel like I go... When my normal schedule or my normal routine is disrupted, it takes me three to four days. And we to were there adjust. for two. To adjust, yeah. yeah and we, we were there, there for, for two. three. We were? Yeah. Yeah, for three. But needless to say, I didn't meditate. I didn't read. I didn't pray. <laughs> I didn't do all the things that I need to be doing in life. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I am excited about? Is next week. Oh, yes. We it's are happening. going. If we're you still getting been, married. We're still getting married. <laughs> if you guys have been listening, our wedding uh, it got postponed because of coronavirus but yeah we so it was supposed to be october 10th the mm-hmm. most epic wedding day 10 10 2020 in joshua tree yeah. but because of coronavirus they actually changed the date to coachella yeah and as soon as they changed the date to coachella all of the airbnb within 24 hours yeah. all of the airbnbs uh were taking or the prices quadrupled yeah it was crazy yeah so we just thought it would just be in the best interest of our guests because we would like guests to show up to our wedding yes we um would. That we are just going to wait until probably next March. Yeah, we're maybe. figuring it out. But our that. venue hasn't changed. No. So we are headed out to Pioneer Town next week to actually go see the updated Nowhere Ranch, yeah, which so is beautiful. becoming epic. Like That infinity pool. Oh my gosh. Infinity, the colors of the sky in Joshua yeah, Tree, it's going to be magnificent. But what's going to be epic is we're going to have the wedding there, and then the next day, all of our guests... And wedding party. Um, we're we'll going to have a big pool party. Yeah, we're going to have a massive pool party. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> uh, you guys, this week on the podcast, um, we have a really great episode for you, actually. If you're new here, every episode, we ask our guest to tell us a question that has shaped or defined the flow of their life or had some kind of impact on who they are. Yeah, and this week we are so excited and thrilled about the conversation that we had with a good friend of ours, uh, Heidi Stevens, mm. um, and we dove into this question that really did define her life, and that question is, when are you going to learn to just enjoy the journey? Such a hard question. <laughs> I'm Such still learning. Question. 
I'm still learning. And I love this conversation. Not only do I just admire and respect Heidi and the great work that she's doing in this world, and she's just such a fierce woman. Yeah. What I loved about this conversation is just how deep we dove into uh, performance-based identity. Yeah. It's so hard to really enjoy the journey when you find identity in performance, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't just enjoy the journey if you're always focused on doing more, being more, achieving more. Absolutely. Such a good conversation. If you don't know Heidi, she's the founder of The Feminine Collective. She's a speaker, a mentor, a coach. And before quarantine was hosting live experiences, now has transitioned so many of those to the online space. Um, She's mentored hundreds of women personally, and her online programs reach thousands. She's really gifted at gathering women and empowering them to expand their consciousness, deepen their connection to self and to others, and ultimately experience more freedom, alignment, and overflow in their lives. She's personally had a massive impact on me. Uh, I got to be in a mastermind, actually, for a year with Heidi, and her voice is just incredibly transformative. She sees the world... um, with such beauty and and growth mindset and she has this deep motherly affection so when you talk to her it's like you're so safe but you're also mm-hmm. being mothered challenge. she's like it's yeah a total challenge yeah. and she also has a new program called align higher that she just launched just uh i think a six-week program that's just going to completely um transform your life and mm-hmm. we'll put that link below so that if you're interested in and learning more about that after you listen to this podcast that link will be below in the podcast description and as always we hope and trust that this podcast blesses you as much as it does Heidi, it's so good to be with you. Hi. I know. It's so good to be with you guys. I want to give you a big hug. I know. We'll it's, do so, virtually. it's so upsetting to me that we just, we could be at your house now. I know. In your beautiful backyard, recording this epic conversation. Over a glass of wine. Over a glass of wine. Oh, and we can't. Yes. Here we are. Oh. But I'm still thankful for technology because yes. we can still connect and still make this podcast you. happen. So. It's true. So thankful for that. And the fact that we we all have kind of a, a setup before this happens yeah. to mm. be in that space is really nice. It's not brand new or foreign to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so obviously when I met Kara, I had the great privilege and pleasure of getting to know you it's true. as I well. I know. You just like came into the Mastermind family. <laughs> I did. You really did. <laughs> we like we like spoke him into existence right? or something in that Mastermind. So like like, I, have, I think it, we brought you in. I know. I have to think. I still need to send you all gift cards or something. <laughs> it was fully co-created in my space. Right? It was fully co-created in that space in my living room on a monthly basis. It's Kara, so true. Like, yeah, I, I want my business to take off, but what I really want is to meet my partner and there you go be clear and careful and intentional in what you wish for because it came to fruition it did I really do think that was one of my like I I think with the mastermind that's one of the the main themes that I learned is is by going through this group with all of us we really got what we wanted like what each of us were really and not just the things we were saying we wanted but like what our heart's actual desires were they all came to fruition and really unique ways over that year so yeah, yeah. It, it was so beautiful and now there's like new babies and new partners and <laughs> new, cities. New, new cities new cities and all the things it's that, so was, that is a powerful group of women in that mastermind yeah it is pretty nuts yeah i caleb i don't know if you know the story but i was a total accident in the mastermind and poor heidi i like show up at her house i had never met her before and she's like who is this girl <laughs> no it was definitely not with an attitude but it was like oh hi how are you totally. but i had never uh, met kelsey and, um, it was all, I never met Emily. And yeah. so it was just a super organic conversation that had happened one night yep. with, between Amy and Kathy and I, and the next thing you know, it was six of us. Mm. And, um, you know, what has it been? Um, has it been a year and a half or a year two and years? Half. A year and a half. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's really so cool. cool. Here yeah. we are. So transformative. Getting getting to know you, Heidi, it was apparent like from our first interaction and I, I sincerely, I'm saying this with all sincerity, but it was apparent that there was like um, 
a presence that you carried, mm. right? Like there was just this, this vision in your heart and you could feel the energy attached to it. There's the resilience in your bones. There's a grit and determination. There's this fearlessness in your eyes when I see you and when I encounter you. And I'm like, oh, this woman means business. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you talk about your work you talk, in the world, yeah, it's you talk, so purposed. It really is. Yeah. And it's so invigorating too. Like I love getting around you because... I walk away feeling like, you know, I'm telling Kara, like, wow, like just being in hiding in your home and, and being around you and the work that you're doing, I walk away and I feel like, let's go. Like, mm. I'm ready to run a marathon right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I always can like, I evaluate the people that I allow into my life as maybe arrogant or selfish as it sounds. Like, am I walking away drained or am I walking away invigorated, mm-hmm. empowered, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's always been an experience with you um, that I just cherish. Mm-hmm. And I want to honor you with that. Oh my um, gosh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like practicing being in my feminine and receiving all of that and just taking it in. That is so kind, Caleb. Yeah. And I feel very seen and reflected. Like that's such a beautiful reflection. And, you know, it's like, we're just all doing us. Like we're just like who we are. And, and the fact that that's been your experience really is such an such an honor. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you're so welcome. But I'm curious, like this this mindset of resilience and grit that you so well demonstrate. Um, wh- where's the, where's how did this originate in you, or was this just something that's been innate, or you come from athletics, right? Yeah, so I come from athletic background, and it's it's an interesting question because it's like, are you born with it or yeah. do you learn it? Right. right. It's like who, right. who Angela Duckworth who would definitely say you learn it. Yeah. It can be learned. <laughs> okay. So my background is I, you know, I grew up in a, in a small town and, um, I, I was, I was gifted athletically at a young age and it's interesting. You guys have seen Harrison who is now five throw a baseball and tennis uh, and tennis. And it's like, it's like, Whoa, like some, some kids just have it. And Mm -hmm. my husband likes to take credit for Harrison's athletic (laughs) abilities. And I'm like, I just can't help but laugh because I'm like, you didn't know me when I was five. Um, But I started gymnastics and you know, my dad was, he was hard on us as kids. He was loving, but his presence was very intense and aggressive and competitive. And so he just held really, really high expectations Mm. of me and my sister. And I feel like I just rose to the occasion. Now there was challenges over the years, you know, going into my late teens and early twenties of that. But I think as a kid, there was just this instilled self-discipline and and that, that grit and like, I'm just going to be laser focused and like do the thing. And, you know, my parents tell the story that when I was five, uh, the coaches of gymnastics would come to them all the time and say, when is she turning six? When is she turning six? Cause <laughs> when you turn six, you could start competing. Wow. And I've had the tennis instructors do that with Harrison oh, wow. over the last year. And I'm like getting these flashbacks <laughs> of, of like, okay, let's just slow all this down. Let's keep it really fun. Let's let him have a love for the sport. My experience was that I was, I was so good. And I also just had this competitive yeah. edge or whatever it is you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but you know, over the years it got confusing because I was like, I love this, but I'm also winning and now there's a lot of pressure and it got confusing. Mm, Yeah. In what way? You know, I think that, um, as a, you know, my mom tells the story of when I was like 10 or 11 and getting into bed and crying and cause I was physically in so much pain from doing so much gymnastics and practicing six, seven hours a day as a 10 year old, Mm -hmm. as 11 year old. And I really did love it. I never felt, I never felt the pressure from my parents to keep on going, but there was this expectation to be the best or Mm -hmm. to be my best Mm -hmm. to do to be my best. And I, my mom says, you know, you were like 11 years old and you were crying yourself to sleep going, I'm never going to have yeah. my kids do gymnastics. Wow. I'm never going to have, but then the next day I would get up and go, can't wait to go to gymnastics practice. So there's this fine line of, you know, doing what you're great at. And at least for me, I did love the sport and I did love being the best. And I, I won a lot and I was competitive, 
Um, but it came with a toll. Like yeah. I, you know, I didn't see my friends and I left school early and I was 13 or 14. I'm like, I think I like boys and I want to mm-hmm. hang out at the basketball game and <laughs> I want to go to this dance. And there was just a, there was a lot of trade off to competing at the levels that I did. Yeah. yeah. I remember my mom being like, you want a social life or you want to be the best? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, I want to be the best. Wow. Wow. It's interesting. You and Caleb, Caleb tests as a four on the Enneagram and Heidi, I think you tested as a three, three. right? That's definitely mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Three, it's really interesting. Threes are so, um, he has a, a, a three wing. That's why I reference it. But mm. threes are so um, competitive with themselves and they really do have this innate desire to be the very best because their, their core is to offer value to the world mm-hmm. and to offer something good to the world. And as a young kid, I'm so, I'm so fascinated that that was so innately in you and, and came out it, it often for threes comes out in athletics, but yeah. it's fascinating. Or, or grades. There's just such yeah. a shadow side to, as there are to every dynamic of a person, but as a three, cause I was, I, I think more so in, I, cause I thought I was a three, right. For mm-hmm. the longest time, because mm-hmm. as a three, my heart's like, got shut down early mm-hmm. where just being bullied and made fun of for my sensitivity, um, for my kindness, uh, generosity. So I just shut down and then my, at an early age mm-hmm. attitude and the heart posture was like, I'll show you. Mm. Right. And so now life has become this mission mm-hmm. to prove like, I'll show you, like I am the best and you're going to see that I'm the best and so on and so forth. But that just gets downright taxing. And, and it's over time, like the, the, I guess the youthfulness with it is good, but you win and you achieve and you move forward and you move forward and you move forward and you hold yourself to these high standards of excellence and it's good and it's great. But then there comes this time and you're like, fuck, when is it enough? Mm. When is it enough? When is it enough? When is it enough? And that feels like been my constant journey of adulthood Mm. is the unwinding and the unconditioning of can this be enough and where is that line of being in human form and want and like desiring and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with wanting more to achieve more to experience quote-unquote more and can I enjoy what I have in the process of wanting to grow Um, I remember when I was about 23 and just kind of starting on my personal development journey and I was working with this, he was actually more of a health coach. I I had a lot of eating disorders and um, health trauma from gymnastics and and that whole world. And so I was working with him and he was super spiritual and he was kind of my like guide into spirituality and personal development. And I remember him just looking right in my eyes and just saying, Heidi, Heidi, when are you going to learn to just enjoy the journey? Mm. <laughs> and it's I can like still feel him today, <laughs> like beating into my eyeballs, just yes. going, oh my goodness. And, but it really impacted me. And still to this day, it's yeah. like, you know what? I want, I, I want to have beautiful things. I want to achieve and I want to be in joy mm. what the experiences that I'm creating when are you going to just enjoy the journey that's what he said that's so beautiful that's powerful i love that it's honestly death by a thousand cuts to a three you're like there's no time for enjoying the journey there's something to be accomplished yeah why does it take us so much work to enjoy something yeah that is so interesting to me that we have to do so much work to just enjoy i think for me too and heidi maybe you can um attest to this or tell us your side of things like enjoying the journey it it forces you to settle down and to be still and to settle in and like to recognize that this is enough but when shame for me personally being the driving force behind my life for so long I never wanted to settle down and be still because that means I'd have to actually confront my shame where Mm -hmm. I did just a masterful job at god we are so just brilliant people brilliant human beings a masterful job at twisting and contorting my shame to become this amazing motivator Mm. amazing Mm -hmm. motivator because shame's always going to say that you're not enough so that for me personally the way that i experienced it was in my natural world it was never enough it was never enough and i remember sitting with my mentor in canada being like caleb you know that it's never enough because deep down you believe that you're not enough Mm. and i was like (gasps) wait what (laughs) and that was like this moment where i realized oh this is why it's so damn hard for me just to enjoy the journey I can't just enjoy the journey because then I'm faced with it's not enough. And 
really, I'm not enough and I can't, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. That's because yeah. I didn't have the resources and the tools to handle that mm. or sure. to work through that. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's, that's so powerful. Mine, mine has been, um, an experience of if, what is my value or worth if I'm not achieving? Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's this part of me that I call more of my masculine side, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, that just wants to push and force Mm. and make shit happen. And the challenge has become is that it's actually worked for me in my life. I've had quote unquote outside outward success with the pushing and the forcing. And I think that's even what I'm talking about with the gymnastics experience. And then I experienced again, uh, I dove competitively at UCLA and then I experienced it again. I got into commercial real estate and Mm. it's just this dynamic Mm. of like, part of it is enjoyable, but, but I'm creating the success of it from a place inside that doesn't feel quote unquote in flow. It doesn't Mm. feel Mm -hmm. good. And so I've, I mean, I've just been working and working at working and unwinding. Mm. And the more that I kind of sink into practices and rituals and meditation and, and all, I mean, I've been at this for 15 plus years. Mm. Yeah. It's like, how do I rewire my system so that I can just trust that I'm enough mm. and that I'm worthy, mm. even if all I do is sit on my bed and you know, that's it. What if, mm-hmm. can, can I be enough just doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I'm still like, I don't quite know. Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, At least you're so honest it's a to constant yourself. process. Yeah. It's a constant process. Yeah. yeah it's just not good. one or the other. We live so dualistically mm-hmm. where like our natural thought process is if I'm not, especially if you found identity in your performance or through achievement for so long, um, it doesn't have to be like you either hustle your face off and you achieve, 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 or you're doing nothing with your life, mm. right. right? There's a way mm. to hustle. There's a way to achieve, but doing it from a place of contentment, doing it from a place of enough, right? And that's yeah. the journey. That's the mm. journey of coming back home to yourself. So you recognize it's enough. I'm enough. And now how do I actually move from this place? And what's so beautiful about it, and I know you can attest that you said it, it's no longer about a striving. It's a flow, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And now mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have to push the river. The river's already flowing. I just got to jump in the river and learn how to float. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the energy, yeah, it's absolutely. like the energy energetics behind what you're doing you're still taking action you're still working you're still doing the thing but the energetics behind that are coming from a you're almost being pushed forward instead of feeling that resistance and and like white knuckling your way through it yeah i love this um I'm taking all the questions. Go for it. You were a swimmer, babe. (laughs) I was a swimmer. I was a very competitive. Wait, Kara, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I was like USA swimming all through high school. Super competitive. Different different kind of sport, though, because you're like in your head the whole time, like in the water. I guess in gymnastics, too, probably. It's a similar. It's not as team-oriented like a a football player or something. (laughs) No, I think a swimmer, like... You have the, it's the same qualities. Yeah. It definitely is. I was endurance I mean, also. look at Michael Phelps and like, yeah. yeah. I was endurance. So I, I do feel like I have this ability to like do, like do the hard work long term. Yeah. Like there's something in me that You're has for the this. Journey. Yeah. 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 What would you say, Heidi? Uh, I'm, I'm curious on your thought process around this. I also have an amazing book. It's a heavy, it's kind of like one of those books that you have to like read a chapter at a time. Uh, okay. But for you, it's by Gerald G. May, um, and it's about the difference between willfulness and willingness mm. and his language about posturing your heart into a, a, a heart place of a, a willingness. is just remarkable. It's mm. like, Oh my God, it's, it's food for your so own. invitational, it's so invitational, mm-hmm. just so much. You're like, Oh, you get me. You really mm. get me. Um, mm. but anyways, what would you say to somebody that is, you know, very much a, a an achiever and it's good, right? It's so, so good. And I want mm-hmm. people to know that, that that hustle in you, that achievement in you, that that desire for more, that's so good. And I and honor that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we begin to deconstruct the identity um, in performance and achievement so that we can now live from this place of wholeness um, and, and, and go into that, that flow? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, look at the places that that are feeling wounded or uh, a bit dark with what your experience is to lead and guide the way yeah, like because that. someone that's achieving and making things happen in the world, there's a lot of that person that might be happy mm. and might be enjoying that process. But to the degree that they're feeling 
adrenal fatigue or they're having health challenges or they're feeling like, when is it going to be enough? Or I'm actually not getting enough time with my kids. You've got to look at the area that's not working given Mm -hmm. what you have going on and use that as the entry point Mm -hmm. of why am I doing what I'm doing? And maybe reconsider the values, which I think right now at home, we are all getting to reconsider what's most important. How do I want to live? Less is more. Do I really need the things that I thought I needed? Do I really need to be as busy and need to be everywhere Mm. and need to be seen? Can I just be okay with my home, with my family, with my things? Um, It's been a really beautiful process for me personally and for Mm. Kenny the last couple of months, just like looking at, wow, there was so much busyness that was just filling our days. And what's most important, like we're actually having fun with our kids at home. Like imagine that. (laughs) It's so good. That's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I have felt that so strongly too. Like this time has offered so much space to get really clear, even about the relationships that I want to be in and the people I'm surrounding myself with. It just shifts all around. Shifts in everything. And as, as hard as this time has been for so many people, I do think you are like really pointing out something that it's, it's offering space for people to ask really hard questions. It's been beautiful for that reason. I agree. There's been a lot of challenges and hardship. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, it's been a a redefining, a redefining of what, of what is most important. And I'll just share, you know, I, there's been part of me that has, I didn't really realize this, but has been really attached to kind of the identity of being in Los Angeles Mm. and kind of like making it in Los Angeles, whatever that means. (laughs) So we're not, we're definitely not leaving Los Angeles. (laughs) And there's been a detachment Mm. to it that has felt so beautiful and like calming to my soul Mm. and just an awareness of like, okay, I live here and that's fine. And there's, there's benefits and Kenny needs to be here for work. We're not, we're not going anywhere, but we really would be fine anywhere. Mm -hmm. We have everything we need, like right inside of our four walls. Mm -hmm. And that has been really soothing um, to, to me. And I just think there's just like, there's just so much to look at right now. Um, And it's, it's been, it's been a beautiful process. I love that. Heidi, in our mastermind, I got to witness a lot of the work that you have built and been building and and do in the world and just your ability. I I think one of the first things that I noticed about you was um, your mother energy. You are an actual mother (laughs) of two, which is amazing. Beautiful kids. But I remember feeling with you like, wow, in my conversations with her, I feel like I'm being mothered. Like I feel like I'm being taken care of and held and like my my needs are being nurtured and you're seeing me. And I I think that's um, that's what you've poured into your work with with your coaching and with your mentoring and even with the feminine collective. You really have this deep desire to make women feel at home in their bodies and fully seen and known. Can you tell us a little bit about that work and then maybe what has shifted for you during this time of of clarity and just getting clear about like what you want to do in the world? Sure. Well, thank you for saying all those kind mm-hmm. things. True. I I think that there's so much greatness in all of us and we don't allow ourselves to see it and witness it and live into it. It's so much easier to just keep going and to keep our heads down and to keep busy and to keep on the the, the rat race. And so you know, I don't know if this is a gift that I've always had or developed, but I feel like I see people's potential Mm. and I see like what could be. And I feel like I see, and I feel, I'm sure you guys feel this too, because you're so intuitive. Like I see and feel their hearts and what's possible for them. And so what I know is that just simply by holding a sacred container for another person that's sitting in front of you, it's so powerful. You don't have to say a lot. You don't have to tell them what you see them doing. You just have to hold in, in your loving and you have to hold in the possibility and trust that the person in front of you actually has the ability to witness the greatness inside themselves. And so as I've been on this journey for the last couple of years now, building this brand and building a business, 
you know, when I came in um, to the quote unquote online space. So just a little of my background, I have my master's in spiritual psychology and have been coaching in different ways for a long time, 10 years maybe. And originally I was coaching women in real estate while I was running uh, the real estate business. And then Kenny and I merged our real estate business. Three and a half years ago, I decided to walk away from that business and come into the online space and coach um, as a full-time gig. And I did what I know best, which is coach in business and coach in sales and leadership and running teams and did that for a couple of years and ran some group programs. And as I was going through that and continuing to do deeper work in myself and also just noticing where are the parts that I feel most lit up and what are the pieces that are making the most impact on the women that I'm coaching? The reality is, is that you can go and have somebody tell you how to grow your Instagram from like a hundred million different places. And that's not like fuel my soul, right. you know, right. it's not really the transformation that I'm wanting to make here. Totally. And it was very vulnerable process for me to, you know, I don't know if either one of you guys feel like that to like kind of share publicly more of my vulnerable side, more of the spiritual things that I talk about now, mm. um, more of the personal development pieces. But over the years, just kept unlayering and kept getting more brave and being more courageous and being more me. Yeah. And so the Feminine Collective um, was born about a year ago now. And what that really turned into, which I didn't know at the time, was events and uh, in-person experiences. And we were about to launch our first festival in June of this year, which oh. is not happening. Which is okay. <laughs> um, and so uh, for a long time, I ran business uh, programs, which had a lot of mindset and wealth consciousness and, and things involved in that. But I've just recently launched a program called Align Higher, and nice. it's the most non-business course I've ever done. It's very much for entrepreneurs, but it really is about the energetics and the feelings and really aligning mm. to your authentic self and your higher purpose and taking action from that place, which is what we're talking about on this podcast. So good. <laughs> it's so good. It's like getting people connected to themselves. Everything flows from that. What was so, that quote that you really got does. today? Oh yeah. When people connect to their bodies, it unlocks their life. Ugh. Oh, Isn't so beautiful. Good? I mean, the first <laughs> pillar of the Align Hire is called unlock. Yes. Oh, I love that. So good. Very I cool. love that. I love any work. Gosh, I'm like, I, I'm going to do the Align Hire method with Heidi. I love any work that does get us like back into our bodies. And I think that's so much of the work in life is like, how do we drop into our actual existence mm. and be present and operate from that? And I was yesterday, I was on a phone call with, um, we have a dear friend out in Nashville who's uh, an executive coach, like super high-end executive coach. And I was asking her about the work that she did. And it's so fascinating. She said what you just said. She said, I just hold space and I let people become exactly what they're meant to become. And I think... I think that holding of the space is the best gift that we can ever offer anyone is just to sit with them. And it, you're right. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like actual guidance or teaching or any of that. It can just be a space for them to discover because mm -hmm. people just need that. They need the space. And they need, and they need to be listened to. Mm -hmm. I remember in my first year at getting my master's in spiritual psychology, one of the first lessons that we learned was called heart-centered listening. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and being taught it and then being asked to practice it. And I had this huge awareness of, I haven't been listening my whole life. Yeah. Wow. I have no, I have had no idea how to listen yeah. up until this That's point. so good. I know. And Kara, I just want to say to you with, you know, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I feel like I watched you become more embodied mm -hmm. through our mastermind. Like Absolutely. you connect into your body. You've always been so connected to food yeah. and how it relates and the experience and the joy and, and you know, all of that. Mm. But I feel like you like felt deeper mm. than maybe, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. That, no, that, that was my experience of you. Yeah, that feels very true. I think um, last year specifically, I had a dropping in year. Like mm -hmm. I, I've, I visualize it as like, 
literally dropping out of my head into my body. And on the Enneagram, I'm a seven, we're a head type. So we're, we're trained to operate out of our heads and, and we really have such a disconnect from our hearts and our bodies. So I think, yeah, I, I love that you are mirroring, mirroring <laughs> that back to me. Cause I'm like, that feels so true. And it was, it was work, but it was like, um, it was also a lot of grace and just like trusting my intuition mm-hmm. and learning. I, I've shared this with you, but I went to onsite in September of last year and just learning that I had not trusted myself yeah. for so many years and, yeah. and kind of what you're saying, like unbecoming and unwinding all of these, all of these messages and narratives that I had believed to be true. Yeah. were really powerful and transformational for me. And you know what I found um, is that a lot of, this probably goes for men and women. It, it feels like you almost are going to jump off a cliff Mm. to start that process. It's like, we've been conditioned in a way that it's like, I just need to hold on. I need to be in control. I need to kind of put up the barrier. I need to, you know, and it's like this idea of actually feeling of dropping in below our neck of letting, I notice so many women, they don't know, actually know how to use their voice. They don't know how to like let it out. Right. Mm. And it's like this very, vulnerable edge to just let go. And uh, oftentimes I think there's been so much trauma, whether, you know, to the degree that it's, that it's been, but it's like, I I don't, I I think I might go into a black abyss Mm -hmm. if I actually let go, if I jump off that cliff. And what I want people to know is that when there's an intention behind the work that you're doing, number one, you're never given more than you can handle. Mm you're never given more healing. It comes in layers. No one is healed. I'm I'm on a constant journey of unbecoming, unlayering, doing the work. It comes in waves. Mm. You feel into a layer, you get triggered by something, you ride the wave, you work your emotions, you work your process, you come out the other side and there's more space. There's more space for creativity. There's more space to get clear in your next step. There's more space for whatever solution you're looking for. And then most likely you'll hit your next edge. You'll desire a little bit more. You'll want something a little bit more. You'll want to vibrate higher, whatever that means to you. You go for it. You hit another edge. You go on another wave. And it's like, it's a constant process, but you're not going to go into this deep, dark abyss that you're not going to be able to come out of. Like you are held spirit source universe has your back mm. and know that it's a constant process that 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 you're on so yeah, that's why you have to learn how to begin to trust and have fun on the journey <laughs> yes exactly yeah. it never ends yeah i love that you just said that like you know the the universe spirit god it has your back mm. i think like there are such a there's there's a couple like fundamental beliefs that cannot be compromised and have you almost have to just to believe them to be true, um, and it's the universe is for me. Mm. Like the universe, I remember like because I've lived when I um in my in probably in my most when I was how do I say this in my darker days I'll say it lightly <laughs> in my darker days um I've lived so long like just my back up against the wall closed off very close hearted and it was just a a fuck you mentality. And you Mm. know, that's when I was at West point ESPN came and E60 was doing a feature on me. And I remember, um, they were like asking a couple of cadets, their opinions about me. And they were just, I remember one kid saying like, I don't know, like he doesn't let you in. Mm. He doesn't let you in. And that's how I've lived. Like I, I literally had my five boys at West Point. They were my only source of connection and community. Um, mm. And I'm saying a very long story to get to a short point. But when I started this process, I remember my my mentor looking at me. He was like, "Do you believe that God is for you?" And I'm like, "No, mm. no." Like when I really, I had all the language, like, "Yeah, God," you know, all the the scriptures growing up in the church and everything. But deep down, this belief that like said, like, "No, life taught me that God is not for me." Right. Like, cause I've had yeah. to protect myself. I've had to like fight my way out from behind the corner. Life has beaten me up in my own way. And now I'm climbing it. It's me versus the world. Mm. And so I'm, I'm curious how you learn that. I'm curious how yeah. you develop that relationship and that belief that, 
you, the universe has your back. Yeah. So I went through a series of meditations to look at my life from a different paradigm and trying to just practice some like meditations to start to objectively look at my life and seeing all of the ways that there was this divine intervention um, actually happening, seeing things from a different perspective um, and allow and just being guided and just shifting my mentality and my paradigm and challenging the one way I have seen the world up to that point, mm. right? Because mm. I knew enough at this time to like, if I want my life to change, something has to change. That's why I walked away from the NFL. I walked away, walked away from sports. I could have gotten a job at an amazing company, CEO of so many amazing companies from West Point CEOs offering me great jobs, but I knew something had to change where I was going to experience another NFL at any corporate job that I went to anywhere I went to. And so mm -hmm. I knew enough that like my current way of seeing the world mm -hmm. isn't working. Mm -hmm. Somebody helped me see differently. Mm -hmm. And when I was being guided on that process, I'm like, wow, just that healing opened up me to begin to allow love in mm -hmm. and then to begin to sense and to see that, wow, God is for me. The universe is for me. And then just really like just challenging and, and trying to make that bedrock in my heart of like, God, this universe is for me. The universe mm -hmm. wants me to succeed more than I want to succeed myself. Yeah. Like when I, when that got a hold of my heart, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you start down the healing journey a little bit. And then you, you feel that proverbial cliff that you're going to lean over and fall. Right. But then you get caught. You never hit, you never hit, you never hit, you never hit. And then suddenly you look back and you're like, Oh, this has been taken care of like this whole time. Why was I fretting mm -hmm. even to begin mm -hmm. with? Why was there all that anxiety even to begin with? Like yeah. God, the universe, it really does have my back, but you got to test it. Yeah. You got to test it. And, or you'll be tested. Yeah. And yeah. it is so important to look back and to look at where we come from. I was just talking about this today on one of the videos I was creating was that, you know, when you're moving forward, your, your cells, your system, your nervous system, it's, you're, you're almost like, it's happening before you actually get there. Mm -hmm. So when you do get there, mm -hmm. it's like a no brainer. You're yeah. like, Oh yeah, of course I just attracted my partner or got the job or yeah. made the money or got the home because I've been residing in that energy for a while. Um, and, and yet we forget where we came from. Yeah. We're so, we're as humans, we're like so quick to kind of be on to the next thing that it's so important to look back and go, Whoa, look at, the journey that yeah. I was just on yeah. to get and create the life yeah. that I have now. And I think that appreciation and that gratitude, gratitude and yeah. that basking in all that you've created up until this point, whatever, wherever you are is more fuel mm. to create the next thing yeah, moving forward. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I had that moment early on um, when coronavirus, when COVID just hit and we came into shutdown mode, <sighs> I remember like reflecting back in my life because I, like we lost all of our work, like Kara said, and there was, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm amazing, but there really was no fear there for me, mm. right? I knew enough, you go down this journey, you know, these, these shifts come into your life, these disruptions come into your life to give you opportunity to shift in places that you maybe not otherwise would shift because you are just going through, you're hustling, you're, you're in the flow with things, but now this pause, this shift happens and you're like, oh, I'm not going back to that anymore, mm. right? But I was never concerned a couple of times, I would say, maybe a little bit. But my initial shift wasn't like, oh, my God, what are we going to do for money now? My initial, or my initial reaction, reaction wasn't that. My initial reaction was like, okay, like, let's get curious mm. here. Let's, mm -hmm. let's ride this wave, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting back and like, how did I respond? I was journaling. And I was like, why did I respond like that? And I know because I've taken the time in my stillness, in, in my morning rituals to really be deliberate and going back to all of the times that I thought my life was about to end, especially financially, and something mm -hmm. coming through in a way mm -hmm. I never expected it to come through. And just being like, whoa. The universe really is side by side with me as I'm going down this journey. What I believe at the deepest part of my being is this, my soul's reason of being on this earth is to fulfill this journey that I'm going on that I've learned. And even though at times I didn't realize that the universe on my back, like looking at it now, mm. there's always, I've always been sustained through this journey. It's yeah. literally given me the grace 
to go and to do the next thing that I feel is aligned in my heart and I'm supposed to do regardless of the cost. Mm. And I was just remember being like, and this gratitude hit my heart Mm -hmm. where it was just like, I am literally being taken care of as I have honored what I would call my truth and living the journey that I feel like I'm designed to live, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it's not logical, even though I don't know X, Y, and Z, it might not have the Mm. best 401k package. I've never been happier and I've never, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. You know what? That's, that's, it's, it's so good. And it's like looking at those markers and realizing, oh, I have been taken care of every step of the way. And what I often tell clients to do, and I've done several points in my life, not so much anymore because that the resiliency and the faith, it's like, I just, I just know Mm -hmm. beyond knowing that we're taken care of. But for a long time, I would have to give my ego a backup plan. I would have to tell my ego, I would actually go, okay, what is actually the worst case scenario that could happen here? If I don't sell another piece of real estate, if I don't do X, Y, and Z, what would happen then? Okay, what if I couldn't pay rent? What would happen then? What would happen then if I couldn't do this? If I couldn't pay my credit card bill? And I would literally go down and and I would realize this may not be true for everyone. It was true for me. It was like, I have a family member or a friend that I could go and sleep in their second yeah. bedroom or mm-hmm. in there on their couch. My, there's part of me that is actually afraid that I'm going to be homeless and on the streets, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But when I actually played that out, fear speaks in generalities mm-hmm. and it speaks in wide, you know, sweeping, like darkest day yeah. scenarios. And so giving my ego, like, this is where, this is what's going to happen if yeah. all that happens. It like gave it a place to go. That's so yeah. good. So that then my heart could expand into and create and do the next action step yeah. from a much more aligned place versus like going back and forth, being totally. at war with the ego. Yeah. I love that. I always call that um, following fear to its end. Yeah. Like you take oh, the fear and you follow so it to the very end. Yeah. Like what's the worst case? Because it's almost in the naming it that you're able to release it, right? Like, well, well yes. actually if I have to go sleep on her couch, my life won't be over. I want to, I, it's not my first choice, but yeah. it, my life won't be over. And actually like right before I met you Caleb. You count the cost. Yeah. Like gives you a chance to really count to the cost. To count the cost. Yeah. Right before I met Caleb, I, I was asked a question by this woman. She said, if you're never given the thing in life that you want more than anything, will you be okay? And mm-hmm. for me at that point, it was like falling in love. And I, my soul reacted so strongly. I was like, fuck no. I would be, if, if I don't get to have that experience, I will be so, I just won't believe that God is good or that the universe is for me. And I went back to my hotel room I was in Palm Springs and I got on my floor and I just was like meditating and praying. And what I did is I went through the the history of my life and realized like everything, almost like what we're saying, like naming all the ways that, that life had happened for me and realizing at 34 that yes, I was single. I had not fallen in love, but I was so content and my life was good. So if you take that thinking forward into 10 more years, if I'm still single at 44 and I haven't found my person, I haven't found fell in love. I probably still will be just as content and just as happy. So there's something in the naming of the fear and really following. Yeah. Following. Yeah. Following it to its end. And on the other side of it is the beautiful Dickens process. Mm right? Like what is your, that. oh my God, the Dickens process. I mean, Tony Robbins. You probably do know it intuitively. Yeah, Tony Robbins, um, but. but from Scrooge, obviously, not obviously, but um, it's essentially like you follow fear to the end, but then it's also, what is your life based? It's a journey. It's a meditation of leading you down these potential outcomes. If you never take action on what you know you're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing now, what oh, is your life yeah. going to look like six months from now, a year from yeah. now, five years, years from now, 10 years 80. from now. And then you're like, Oh shit, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's make us, let's make a decision and let's go. Yeah. And whatever that action step is, you're going to get feedback. Yeah. A lot of things that I tell my clients is like, it's just feedback. You don't have to take it personal. Yeah. If you launch something, if you put yourself out there, if you put a program, if you uh. make something and you don't get any sales or you don't get the thing, like, it's not you. It's just the thing. Yeah. So that's so hard for course me. Correct. Oh, it's so hard. Course correct. Yeah. Shift it up, change the price and let's go again. Yeah. No, that's so good. And that, that is the resilience in you, like yeah. to be able to not only live that, but teach that. And I think that's such a gift to offer people. Cause I, I feel like I have to battle making it not about me. 
because I'm like, oh, it, it is personal. Like they didn't like my Instagram photo or something. I'll, I will, the temptation yeah. is to take it personally, but to realize that, yes, it's just feedback and we can pivot with that feedback and mm. actually create something even greater when we have the right feedback. And become better, become better at serving and creating and making and making the impact that we want to make. Yeah, that's so good. What would you say is your biggest fear? Oh my goodness. What is my biggest fear? I know you've thought about this. (laughs) I clearly... (laughs) Um, You know what's interesting is... I don't feel like I have this fear, but I have nightmares from time to time, probably once every three or four months that Kenny leaves me Mm. and I'm so sad. And I wake guy. up in the morning. I wake up in the morning mad at him. Yeah, like, and I'm like a little jealous because it's like kind of like another girl. Like it's like a whole story that you know. <laughs> it's actually a story. Yeah, I don't know if I need to go into it, but we had some stuff before we got together, and so there's no part of me in our day to day that is concerned. Yeah. And we're so rock solid, and yet I think there is this fear of like. What if he left me? Like that would make me so yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. Very valid. Totally. It's almost like a deeper fear of abandonment or something. Like, yeah. like getting, yeah, like somebody yeah. just walking yeah. away from you. And this, I think any mother would say this, and I don't, but it's like when I look at like where does where is like my real anxiety lie? Mm. My kids around height or a pool, yeah. a body of water. Yeah. I'm like crazy mom. Yeah. I'm like, there is no coming back from either one of those. And yeah. I get fearful. I'm like, I'm like, no, don't go to the side or do someone get her. She's like two feet from the pool. I just get a little crazy. Protective mom. Yeah. Cause it's the real thing. So yeah. 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 I think is- that's a healthy fear. Yeah, a protective, exactly. healthy fear. I, like I will point. be intense. I think I will be so much more intense. Oh I my think, gosh. than you. You will be. I will be so laid back. I think I know. I'm pretty laid back about kids. Yeah. Even when I was a nanny, I was just like, yeah, everything's fine. Kara's going to be definitely not saying this at all. Like the mom where she has like two sippy cups and one's full of wine and the other one's full. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, honey. Let's go to the bar. I have that too. (laughs) It's the best. Kenny's Uh, like, oh, goodness. Mama has a glass of wine and she's on her phone. Like everybody watch the kids because Heidi's not watching them. That's funny. Heidi, uh, uh, this has been, I love this because it's like, I oh, this know. is just a conversation with a, a, a friend of ours, you know, and it's, oh, it feels good. so, it feels so good. But, mm-hmm. um, what is one thing, um, that people don't know, but they wished you, you wish that they knew about you mm. had trouble getting that out. What is one thing that people don't know about you, but you wish they knew about you? You know, I often think that for some reason there's a perception of me that, is like all about business or Mm. all about the numbers or like driving like that, Mm. that, that darker side that we have named here. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, But I genuinely wholeheartedly wish that people would know how much I care Mm. and how much my heart is, is really here to be of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, for so much of my life, I feel like I've like gone after and like, I'm a good salesperson and I can like convince people of things and the whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I hope people know just like how true I am and how genuine I am and what I'm up to these days. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely feel it. Definitely do. Yeah. yeah. Even as you say that, like my yeah. heart is like, yes, you really I do. I know. You're making me cry, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You really That's do good. create such Heidi, transformation been, for people. Yeah, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for joining you us. You guys are amazing. You are thank amazing. You. Thank you. I'm giving you a huge hug and I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes. Absolutely. We will be doing some backyard hangs when this is all over. Yes. Yeah. In your backyard. Yeah. In your backyard. In your pool. In your backyard. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. I've got the heart of a hero.